Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, U.S. Senator Richard Shelby will not seek re-election. Also, the V-Team takes a look at monument bills. And there's a grand gaming plan making its way through the legislature. That was hard. Will it come out the other end? All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hey, guys. Well, at least you remembered everybody's name today, right? <laughs> yeah, wow. good week for him. That's, good week for him. That's cold. Yeah, yeah, that's well, just cold. It's, it's, it's cold. <laughs> I, I didn't forget your name. I just couldn't remember who you were. <laughs> COVID days, baby. COVID days. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Senator Richard Shelby has announced that he will not seek re-election in 2022. And I do not think that people truly understand what this man's life and legacy has meant to the state of Alabama, from the top of the state to Mobile Bay, Richard Shelby has affected the lives and the businesses in every county in Alabama. And no matter who we elect, they will not be a Richard Shelby for 20 years. No. Uh, and just another few in the last last little bit here, a billion dollars for HQ2, which would be an FBI facility in Huntsville. Uh, he's got the U.S. Space Command in Huntsville. Uh, the Port Authority grants that yeah. he got were extraordinary to be able to widen the port and and deepen it so that we can get the bigger carriers yeah. in here that'll 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 be advantageous to the entire state and josh i know that you've not always agreed with senator shelby's policy decisions but there's mm -hmm. no denying that he has done a great job for the state as far as economic development and creating a better brighter future yeah, you know, uh, we mentioned uh, uh, on our podcast this week, uh, uh, Alabama Politics this week, shameless plug, shameless plug there for the, for the podcast, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that w w I wouldn't, um, you know, really agree with a lot of the policy uh, decisions that, that Richard Shelby has been on the side of. But uh, I'll say this, you're right about, you know, bringing home uh, the money for the state and, and backing important projects here in the state. Uh, but more importantly, the last four years here especially, I think a lot of people, myself included, have come to really appreciate uh, the statesmanship and professionalism of Richard Shelby mm -hmm. uh, yeah. when so many people were acting a fool uh, to get attention and to, uh, to get cheap votes and that sort of thing. Richard Shelby stayed above all of that. Um, yeah. and, and it's really how politics used to be. 
was, you know, you went, you did a job, people elected you to do a job well, not to be a moron on camera all the time. And, and I think that is what I have really appreciated, the, especially the, the last four or five years uh, from Richard Shelby. He has stayed above the fray. Mm -hmm. He's kept moving forward. He's kept Alabama his focus. And, you know, there is a segment of the Republican Party that does not appreciate the job that he's done because unlike Jeff Sessions, he was not a firebrand. He yeah. didn't yell about international issues or border issues or any of that stuff. He worked diligently to represent Alabama. And and in that, Republican, uh, one of the Republican mottos is that bring business. They're about business, business, business. Well, Shelby brought tons of business yeah. to Alabama. Yeah. Tons yeah. of it. Well, he, he will be replaced in 2022, and there's the usual suspects, of course, but there too many of them are on this far right side that are screaming about socialists, and I'm going up there to fight Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, they don't care about the senator from Alabama no. uh, unless he's a Sh Senator Shelby. That's the truth of it. Yeah, you know, look, here's the thing that I, I wish Republicans in this state would keep in mind here, uh, you know, is everybody that you're going to send there is going to be opposed to most of the Democratic agenda, okay? There's right. nobody that's that you're right. going to send from the list that's not going to be opposed to that. So this, right. you know, the, the morons that are up there screaming about things, you can, you can shut them out and ask people what they're legitimately going to do. What are their plans? How are they yeah. going to get money in? What is their focus? How are they going to address the key issues of this state? and elect that person or nominate that person, and then maybe they can beat the Democrats. Well, the thing is, Mo Brooks is at the top of the list. I mean, people are already pushing for Mo Brooks to be the senator. Susan, can you imagine somebody with the mental uh, mindset of Mo Brooks joining as a junior senator to Tommy Tuberville, who will be the senior senator? We're already embarrassed enough with Tuberville. I can't imagine Mo Brooks, who stood in the Trump rally to, 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 and, and act on that crowd, yeah. being a senator? No. Uh -uh. No. No. No, 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 no. But he has said if all the pieces fall in the right place, he's running. Uh, we know that uh, Katie Boyd Britt, head of the BCA, is a contender. She hasn't made any allusions to what she's going to do. Uh, so is John Merrill, Steve Marshall. Will Ainsworth has told us he is not running. He will not seek the Senate seat. Uh, Jim Ziegler probably will oh, run. <laughs> but we, go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, 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 would, I would assume that uh, Gary Palmer and Robert uh, Adderholt will take a strong look at it as well uh, yeah. there. But, yeah. you know, at this point in time, you look at all the polling and, and Moe's at, at the top of the heap. Uh, you know, and a lot of that yeah. is name recognition. And, um, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's a shame that that is the standard, uh, you know, shout loud enough, be a big enough crazy person and we'll, we'll give you votes. I mean, every day we get press releases from mm -hmm. him where it's socialist, this anti-Christian Democrats that I mm -hmm. would hope to remind, uh, representative Brooks, who is a devout member 
of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly referred to as Mormons, that to, to judge Democrats on their religion is probably a bad thing. If you look at the statistics, there are more people who identify as Democrats and Christian mm -hmm. than there are Republicans. That's a fact. Yeah. So if you want to attack people for being anti-Christian anti -demo Democrats, you might want to have your facts and figures. And straight. don't forget, when you point one finger at somebody else, you're pointing three back at you. We got about 15 seconds. I, and I just want to point out too real quick, Jesus was a, was a known liberal, you know. So Jesus was a liberal. Okay, you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. of Alabama politics. The legislature this week sent the bills to Governor Ivey uh, and she signed them and they were the Jobs Act mm -hmm. and the Growing Alabama Act. They were are both incentive programs to lure businesses to Alabama, to convince them to come to Alabama, and then also to promote the businesses here to grow their footprint in the state. Susan, they were sponsored by Greg Reed, Senator Greg Reed, President Pro Tem, and mm -hmm. Representative Bill Poole, two of the very level-headed uh, uh, members of our congressional delegation here in Alabama. Looks like these are do good for business. It's a lot of money. It <laughs> is a lot of money. The Jobs Act, uh, if a company increases jobs, like by 50 jobs, they'll receive a 3% of last year's wages in cash uh, and a 1.5% tax credit for any capital investments they have. And this is available for the next 10 years. Right, and Josh, this has gone up uh, by approximately, uh, it's 300 million, has been around 300 million, it's now 300 million, uh, 325, mm -hmm. and then it'll go up to 350 million. That is a lot of taxpayer dollars. Yeah, 
Uh, it is, uh, especially for there being not a whole lot of evidence that they they matter a whole lot, uh, you know, and and your workforce and your and your other attributes being being as important uh, we've seen in studies over and over. Not listen, I know Republicans will will cite that we've we've attracted a lot of businesses here in the state, you know, I, but I don't know that we would necessarily have been uh, on the on the backside of those things had we not. Uh, offered up, you know, crazy incentives to people. Uh, matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of the incentive packages that we offered to people were far less than than what other states offered. So, you know, there there was something that those people see uh, had seen here in in the in the land costs and in the workforce uh, uh, development aspect of this uh, that that didn't have anything to do with the economic incentives. And and so I think that a lot of times we get caught up. And I'm not saying they're all bad. Okay, I'm not saying that at all. No, but no. I do think that a lot of times we get caught up in this. Just handing out money to businesses to create jobs when it's not necessarily uh, the right thing to do, and I think you could focus on so many other things like healthcare, uh, uh, you know, options here in this state uh, that would that would greatly improve our attractiveness to a lot of other businesses. Well, and I agree, and I think we, we need to be mindful that there's there's three three legs on the economic development stool. Mm-hmm. One is, you know, you have to have uh, a good infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, you have to have uh, a, a good work environment. You have to have employees, mm-hmm. and then you have to have a quality of life. Right. And where we fall down a lot of times is by offering people a quality of life that compares to say some of these other states, because we are such a red state. Sometimes the issues we take up actually do harm to development <laughs> rather than doing good, but. The Grow Alabama Act uh, is for special projects, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a lot of money in that. Uh, it, it's the program is going to be raised to, from 10 million to 20 million, Susan, and it's really for accelerators and special projects. Right, like you've got that. five million in there. Uh, you know, the it's going to include economic development, including industrial parks and research parks, but it's all for, and that involves the 10 to 20 million. But it's also got five million in there for rural counties and four million in there for tech accelerators. So that that, that you know that'll be good. You, if you look at the the, uh, the tech uh, place in in Huntsville, can't remember the name of it right now. Super extraordinary place, uh, mm-hmm. really attracting a lot of business. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I I do uh, personally like uh, you know more incentives uh, for for businesses to grow to help businesses grow. Uh, you know, again, I, I feel like that you're right about the, the quality of life uh, problems and the infrastructure things. You know, that was part of the reason why we went after the gas tax uh, yeah. uh, a few years ago, uh, you know, to try to improve our roads and, and other things here. And, and you know, I, that's the other reason why I like the gambling bill is, uh, is because of uh, of the infrastructure and IT expansion that is that is involved in that. And I think those sorts of things are what hold you long term. I mean, you can't just keep yeah. selling cheap labor, man. Well, it's Alpha Hudson, and right. we, we've toured that facility and that industrial park up there, and it is, it is state-of-the-art. It's magnificent. They do a great job up there. Uh, I want to switch on to some more uh, hot-button issue. Uh, there was a bill proposed uh, to repeal the Alabama Memorial Preservation Act and turn that decision-making of whether to have Confederate statues in a city or, and, and, or a county turn that over to the local authorities and give those monuments to the Alabama archives and his history uh, uh, so that they would take care of them, preserve them. 
of the Department of Archives and History. That Josh didn't come out of committee. It just got, it basically is shelved. I don't know if it's dead. Usually they're dead when they don't yeah. come out of committee. Uh, it's, when, it, when, when you hear the word subcommittee, that's basically the same yeah. thing as we're, we're killing yeah. this baby. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that's, you know, that's not surprising. It's, um, yeah. it's a shame uh, that it is uh, that way. But, um, you know, it's not surprising that that, that bill died. Uh, you know, I think that everybody could see that kind of coming. It's unfortunate uh, you know, as I think we said, uh, as I said last week, uh, you know, I don't really understand how you can't uh, comprehend the hurt and the offensiveness uh, that having a statue honoring people that fought for slavery uh, would, would do to a certain segment of our population and our fellow citizens here. I, I mean, I, I don't I can't see why you, you wouldn't be able to realize that. And this bill did not destroy the monuments. As a matter of fact, it protected Thank the you. monuments. Um, well, you know, and I, you know, there are people who will argue that this is part of their Southern heritage and they do not want it desecrated. Uh, they don't want it uh, removed. <clears throat> I, I don't happen to agree with that argument, but this bill would have done both those things. It yeah. would have not desecrated it. It would have just moved them to a historical site, which makes <clears throat> more sense to me. I want to get to this real quickly. We don't have much time. The, the new bill that will strengthen uh, the Memorial Act was <clears throat> written according, uh, according to, to two members of what's been classified by the Southern Poverty Law Center, Center as a hate group. Uh, two members of that group, uh, the bill sponsor said, did help write the new one. It's the Southern Cultural Center. Southern Cultural Center in Wetumpka. I don't know that we want members of a identified uh, hate group writing our laws any more than we want uh, any, you know, just any other crazy writing our laws. But there you go. We're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching the B, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. There has been a grand deal, lottery and gaming proposal. It came out of committee this week. It's sponsored by uh, Senator Dale Marsh, and it is getting very favorable reviews. We have to acknowledge that there are people in our state that think that gaming is immoral. They think that it preys on the poor. They believe that it is bad for society. And there are ills accompanied with gambling. I have written about those ills and talked about those ills as, as have you and Josh. But this bill, Josh, you studied it more than anybody and I know you know more about gaming than probably anybody in the state. And you, you seem to think it's a pretty good bill. You, you think it could be better, but mm -hmm. overall, uh, you know, politics is the art of the possible. Right. Yeah. It's a, you know, the, the first, the first test of whether or not it's a good bill is can it pass? Um, yeah. and, and that, that this one has a, a big leg up on most of the previous bills, uh, in that it has, uh, agreement from the major parties involved and, and that being the Porch Creek Indians and the, uh, the dog track owners, uh, in the state who have historically, uh, resisted one another trying to come up with a gaming plan right. here. And right. so, uh, but they've come together, put their two cents into this, uh, put, you know, allowed Del Marsh to put some, uh, some other things in and, and taken some advice from other people around the state. And, uh, uh, and I think they've come up with a pretty good bill. It needs to be a little more defined in some certain areas, and I would like to see a certain uh, number of things uh, included in it, such as a repeal of the grocery tax. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, when you talk about taxes on the poor, which, I, you know, it's a fair argument, I think, although this is a, uh, it's a tax that you choose to pay uh, here, right, you know, right. where, where the, those other ones are not. If you could take away a tax uh, in, in, in there, too, I think that would, that would make a huge difference for a, for a big segment of the population. But, you know, overall, the bill would, uh, would have gambling at eight uh, full casinos at eight locations. Uh, that's the, the three current uh, Porch Creek facilities, uh, right. four uh, current dog track locations, and then one additional location in northeast Alabama would be probably somewhere around Fort Payne. Um, and then in, in addition to that would have a lottery and at all of all eight of the casino locations, you would also have sports wagering and we would have a new gaming commission to oversee all this stuff. So, right. um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a grand deal. All right. It's a, it's yeah. a big deal. It's a big change for the state and it's a ton of money. And the basic change here is we already have gambling. Right. I'm not a gambler. Right. I, 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 I'm terrible at it, but we already have gambling here. We're just not, the state's not making any money off of right. it. Right. There's no <laughs> that's revenue. That's the only real difference. Yeah. And it's not yeah. well-regulated. I no, mean, it's you know, not. it's self-regulated by the tribe follows the regulations that they're bound to. The other track mm -hmm. owners do the same. But again, we need an overarching, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. yeah. We need to legalize it regulate it and tax it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one of the things we, we, we would be remiss without saying is that this is a constitutional amendment. It has mm -hmm. to go to a vote of the people. Right. The people of Alabama will have final say, as they should. Exactly. Uh, you know, I may not like a lot of the laws that we have on the books here today, but if the people voted on them, I'm stuck with them until we can convince voters not to. But Josh, yeah. can you give us a little bit about how the money is allocated? I know it's 
it's a little bit of a moving target, but there are some big chunks that go places. Yeah. So, so one of the biggest pieces of this uh, is the, is the lottery revenue that's going to come in, and the, the lottery revenue, one hundred percent of that will go to scholarships. Uh, it that's it that is kind of a moving target as well because there's going to be a formula there to determine uh, needs. Uh, there in in addition to qualifications for the scholarships and and I also involved in that I too I would like to also have you know the, those tech programs uh, and scholarships of those tech programs uh, funded a little bit more so you know the people that go through there could could also take part of this and, and hopefully that will be the case uh, uh, and uh, for the casinos. Uh, it's uh, it's a percentage structure. So we start off with right. uh, a percentage going to IT infrastructure, uh, and which the first billion dollars is going to go simply to broadband expansion in the state. Uh, then we have rural health care services are going to get a chunk of money. Uh, mental health services is going to get a chunk of money. Uh, the uh, the counties and, and municipalities are going to get a little portion of that as well to uh, to go into that for uh, for infrastructure and things like that. And then there's going to be a, a portion that goes to infrastructure overall so so we're going to spread things around a lot uh i'd like like i said when you say the term rural health services uh you know i'd like to know a little bit more about what that means uh but uh you know i think we can get to the definition of those things and i think you know although i would i would say a medicaid expansion component in here uh would would help out a lot as well well that's one of the things i was thinking about as, mm-hmm. before you brought it up Susan, I mean, we have every indication that the Congress under uh, President Joe Biden will, uh, states that have ignored Medicaid mm-hmm. expansion, that they will get a second bite at the apple right. uh, uh, without having to pay for the first few years. Right, exactly. And this is the oppor- perfect opportunity for Alabama to begin to, to put some savings back so we can mm-hmm. take care, uh, you know, go ahead and get in on the Medicaid now and, and with a cushion to know that to give us a transition point into where yeah. we have to pay a certain percentage. And, and you know, I don't think it's without uh, a certain bit of uh, uh, interest that it was Lurleen Wallace who signed Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid into, into existence. Now. An executive order. Yeah, she yeah. did it. And you know, Governor Ivey has pointed to the good things of Lurleen Wallace's administration Which that she admired. Which is another one mental health. Mental health. Mm-hmm. So this could be an opportunity for Governor Ivey uh, to do what Lurleen Wallace did is take something that benefited a lot of people and get it done. Yeah, listen, this this gambling bill, if we do it the right way, could fundamentally alter the way we do things in this state and it could help millions of people for generations to come. All right, mm-hmm. it, if we do it the right way, it could do that. And and you're not losing hardly anything. You're not risking hardly anything to do it because we do already have the gambling here. We got the gambling all around us. So all we're missing is the components where we get the money and the revenue and help the people off of it. So And the other you know. thing is Obamacare, also known as the Affordable Care Act, is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's yeah. like so many things. If if it's there, you might as well use it. That's what it's there for. So I guess that's going to be the last word. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.